Uh, you're all very welcome to uh, this important webinar, Reaching the Unconnected Through Digital Empowerment. It's been jointly organized by Access Agriculture and iPhone Asia. So without further delay, let's say a couple of things about the event. We're gonna focus on how youth empowerment, combined with the power of digital technology, can be a powerful force to connect people from remote communities and contribute to the creation of more inclusive and sustainable food systems. This can be seen on the Access Agriculture web platform. The platform has more than 200 videos in more than 90 local languages. Our first speaker is going to be Joe Rogers. She's executive director and co-founder of Access Agriculture. Thank you very much, Phil. Um, and hi, everyone. As Phil just said, my name is Josephine Rogers. I'm the executive director and one of the co-founders of Access Agriculture. Reaching the unconnected through digital. Well, that really is a big challenge, not only from, from a physical point of view, because digital connectivity is still a major challenge in many countries, particularly once you move away from the capital cities. And it's also a challenge from a cost point of view because data in many countries is still very expensive. But also because ecological knowledge is complicated and that often makes it difficult to share and explain. And face-to-face -face extension is also a challenge. Extension services are frequently underfunded and often women and youth are marginalized. So how has Access Agriculture gone about addressing this? The answer is in three main parts. Digital content is the first. That for us means quality information with farmers, including women and youth, talking and showing the information that is being delivered. Not scientists, but real people explaining what they are doing and why. The videos we have are on a huge range of topics from soil health through to marketing and covering many crops and not forgetting livestock and also food processing and even um, business ideas as well. These are then translated into local languages so people can easily access them. We have videos now in nearly 100 languages and it really is about this easy access to information, breaking down those barriers. We know from what people have said to us and from surveys that having the videos in a local language allows farmers to take ownership of the information. And that information may well come from another country or even another continent. So the second area is delivery tools. For us, that means the Access Agriculture platform, which itself is currently in six languages and soon also will also be in Arabic, but a web platform isn't enough. We are shortly bringing out an app where people will be able to access the videos, download and share them. But that also is not enough. After all, we are talking about the unconnected. So um, they're not really necessarily going to be able to access the platform or the app. So one solution is what is mentioned here. It's a solar powered smart projector that can work without electricity, internet, and mobile signal, and which has all of the access agricultural videos available in whatever language is most suitable in the country. 
And this can be updated as new languages uh, and new videos are produced and put onto the, the Access Agriculture platform. So the third uh, box in this slide is service delivery. Now we work with many partners. Um, I think our latest survey showed about 5,000 organizations uh, we're actually working with or are using um, the resources that we have. But we have also looked to young people, enterprising entrepreneurs who want to serve and really help their communities. And it's these that I will talk about more as many are working in, in those areas where the unconnected are actually living. And service means listening to what farmers want to know, not telling them what to do, but actually showing them new ideas, really opening a window to what others are doing. So if we go to the next slide, here we can see the smart projector in action in India. And yes, it's that sort of small white square thing that's roughly in the center of the picture. Um, notice that the audience are watching a video that was actually filmed in West Africa, but they're listening to it in their own language. Does a farmer in one country recognize a farmer in another? The answer is most certainly they do, but I'm sure you'll be asking yourself, soil and climate, they're gonna be different. Yes, farmers know that. But they watch, they get new ideas, they discuss, they try things out either themselves or in groups. And seeing how others have, have overcome a problem can be a real eye-opener and also very empowering. So how about our young entrepreneurs? If we could move to the next slide, what are we actually looking for? We want to find those people who can see they can make a business from bringing videos to farmers or who can use the smart projector to add to those activities that they are already doing. Once we find them, and that's through a competitive tender, we equip them with the projector um, and you can see it's actually in the box that's on the back of that, that bicycle. Um, that's the whole kit, everything together. Um, and so we provide them with that, we provide them with support and including them, bringing them into a community of practice so they can actually learn from each other. Um, it's peer learning is, is very important, not just within farmers, but within our entrepreneurs as well. So business models, if we can just move to the next slide. These young people are entrepreneurs. So by definition, there isn't one model. There's no one size fits all. Many combine showing the videos, as, as I mentioned, um, showing the videos with a business that they're already involved in. And you can see here some of those wide ranging activities from biogas installations to organic food delivery, from selling organic fertilizer to beekeeping. But they're all bringing new opportunities to unconnected communities, perhaps a new crop, ways to reduce cost of inputs, which is really important at the moment, or opening new markets for them. Equally diverse are the strategies. So on the next slide, thank you. Um, for connecting with other young people, yep, social media, great. But remember, we are talking about reaching the unconnected. So links with 
cooperative, schools, colleges, health centers, religious centers. These are, these are really important uh, to establish those links. Approaching local authorities, that can be quite daunting for young people. And this is where the support from the coaches at Access Agriculture can really help. But as mentioned here of key importance is actually listening to what farmers need, being ready to respond, thinking what could be of use or of interest to them. So if we move to the next slide, next slide, sorry. So here we can see uh, we're encouraging entrepreneurs to establish contracts because it gives them a bit of certainty in helping to build their business. But who are these contracts with? Well, they are many and varied and thinking outside the box is definitely needed in order to reach those who are unconnected. So there are various examples here, but linking up with health and nutrition services is a great approach as the projector can easily show other videos. And the One Health is something that as a concept has been around for quite a number of years, but since COVID, it's being seen with a really a new sense of urgency and it encompasses healthy people, healthy livestock, and also healthy ecosystems. So contracts, yes, important. But who are actually watching the videos that the entrepreneurs are showing? Because remember, we're talking about reaching the unconnected. So as you can see here, the largest percentage uh, of, of people, 56% are women. And they're the most likely group to be unconnected. And this is a much higher percentage than on our actual web platform, where the percentage of women is only around about 42%. And you can also see that the majority of the audience are under 35 years old. So women and youth, they are the future, and that is who our entrepreneurs are, are actually reaching. And as I mentioned, sort of in many respects, those are actually the people who are most likely to be unconnected. So if I could say uh, thank you for listening to, to what I've just said, you will be hearing later directly from two of our entrepreneurs, which I'm sure you will find as inspiring and insightful as I do. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joe, for giving us insights on how Access Agriculture is helping rural youth to become real agents of change by equipping them with digital tools and technologies. Now I would like to call upon Julia Renault, Vice President of IFAM Organics International and Co-President of Young Organics Global Network. IFAM Organics International fosters the broad adoption of truly sustainable agriculture, value chains, and consumption in line with the principles of organic agriculture. Today, Julia is going to speak on youth as future leaders in the organic sector. Over to you, Julia. Thank you, Shane. Thank you very much. And thank you, Sho, for the presentation. I think it's truly inspired the work you do at Access Agriculture, bringing information, training, et cetera, to everybody all across the world, in every corner, really reaching the unreachable people. So thank you for that. And I would like to also mention that today, 
Um, I'm, I'm Vice President of iPhone Organics International, but I'm representing also iPhone Asia, who is now celebrating its 10 years anniversary in a conference now in Korea. So I want to clap for them for all the work that they also do, contacting young people, women, and farmers all across Asia. So today my task is to talk a little bit about the use, so to keep time on keep myself on time, I prepare my <laughs> a small, uh, how you say, timer. So please, let's go to the next one. Thank you. So the planet needs you and well, we believe the future is organic and that the new, the youth knows it. So we can go to the next one. So sustainability, what it means, it means meeting the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs, conserving an ecological balance by avoiding depletion or destruction of natural resources. So I think there we have a core that we are not meeting. And please, the next one. So I think it's not news that we are in a climate emergency. We just saw the latest reports that nearly 70% of wildlife has disappeared in the last 50 years. That's less than one person's lifetime. There's massive floods. We have seen Iran. There is massive deforestations and wildfires here in Argentina. We have nonstop this year wildfires. And there's an overgrowth of urban settlements. There's water crisis, waste crisis, and also there's social and political instability. Together now with economic instability, we can see the recession going all around after the pandemic. So our home is on fire, as Greta says. Can we go to the next one? Thank you. And this comes hand by hand with a crisis in our consumption system. We have at the same time a global epidemic of obesity and of malnutrition or hunger. That's unseen in human history. At the same time, people are obese or have no food to eat at all. There's a global epidemic of diabetes. There's, global, there's growing intolerances and allergies. There's too much processed food and that comes together with monoculture that is destroying our landscapes. And this brings not sustainable lifestyles for farmers, which brings all their uh, children, older kids, not wanting to farm anymore, and they move to the cities. And actually, they end up in very poor regions of the cities and not really having a better life. And something that for me is very um, I'm passionate about is that we actually had reduced the diversity of our diets. Currently, we use around 100 products in our daily diets across the world when we have such a variety of fruits, of vegetables, we have a culture all around the world of processing that food. And we had reduced it to very processed food. Can we go to the next one? Thank you. But in organics, that's why I'm passionate about organic, we have many solutions to those issues. We have carbon sequestration, we build soil fertility, we work to improve rural incomes, to improve access to information and their access agriculture, that's a marvelous work. We work in ensuring equity and sustainable policies, all in the frame of our four principles of health, ecology, care, and fairness. Can we go to the next one, please? So, yeah, here we need to click, click, click. So, 
in the youth as agents of change. I think all across history, young people were never afraid to take the streets and bring their voice up. And now with the climate crisis is no different. We have one more and they're there. And this is an inspiration for me, kids saying, this world is not sustainable. I will have nowhere when I grow up and I need to take the streets and I need to make my voice heard. Next one, please. And young people, they do it in their life, in their daily life. So they are buying more organic products. They are thinking of a different way of approaching life with more fitness disciplines, with spiritual approaches, new diets, more organic clothes, adventures, being on the outside, getting a little bit about outside of the city being more aware, aware about our natural resources, our impact, et cetera, and are creating new work environments, thinking outside the box of how we should work. Next one, please. And as we think differently, we also celebrate different. And now we are seeing a lot of eco festivals all across the world with music workshops to learn how to make your own compost, your own soap, etc., and good some and eat some good organic food. Next one, please. So we also in the organic sector, we created Young Organics Global Network because we saw there was too much gray hair around and we needed some more colorful hair. I have to admit that now I'm getting also my gray hair. And, but well, we decided we needed to get together, learn from each other all across the world. Language as Cho mentioned is crucial. We need to work on having more materials in translating in the different languages so it's more accessible and so so far we had two big conferences we had um the um, global organic use summit last year and this year there has been a european organic use conference and we are working for next year to have an organic use initiative award to award and recognize use initiatives all across the world next one please so last year at the summit, we have around 400 participants from all over 70 countries. And really, we try to see how we build a global organic youth movement and get ideas from all the people around the world with the cultures, their learnings, etc. And of course, the climate emergency was the core of our discussions. And for us, it's very important to hear some wise words. It's really important to work with the pioneers. We don't want to reinvent the wheel. We want to make that wheel keep on running and maybe improve it, but we don't want to reinvent it. So we learn from our pioneers. So we had Bandana, we had Bob Queen from the US, we had Andre Liu from Australia and many others. Can we, next one, please. So how we can support the youth? We need more training opportunities. I think Access Agriculture is doing a great work there. We need to give them a voice, make them part of the decision-making process. We need to support young people that want to go to farming, to access to land, but also young people come with new ideas, support them in the new businesses, have paid internships, not only free internships. So, and then we need to adapt new people. So we need to adapt the communication, how we communicate, youth, young people communicate in a different way. We need to create more interaction, more exchange that will build stronger networks. 
and be bold, never be afraid. So we can go to the next one, please. I'm trying to go fast. I think I have two minutes left. And at IFOM Organics International and IFOM Asia, we have the organic leadership course where we focus on training young people, the futures leaders, and we uh, cover a broad um, way of thematics, but also we can also tailor it to have it more focus and we had over 300 alumni from uh, more than 60 countries in the last seven years. Next one, please. So I love this picture. This is from Nature and More is uh, is they recycle it from the past and it was before how you will do with war and now is what you do with the climate war. So what are we truly doing to build a more sustainable future, a sustainable future that will look after the future generations? Next one, please. So how we can do, stay connected, share your knowledge and experience, work together, inspire others. And uh, remember that everything, every little thing you do has an impact. So don't forget it. Every step in your daily life, what you choose to eat every day, how you choose to live has a great impact and that will inspire others. And then learn from the others, ask around, be more curious. And I think it, I, we don't have time. I think the next one was going to be a video, but maybe we can share it later. Uh, that is young people all across the world saying why they chose organic. So we can go to the next one, but I think we, we, we don't have the time. And maybe, yeah, that one, the voices, I think we won't have the time. Next one please. Thank you. So basically, we want more diverse communities, diverse food systems, and no more bombs, no more war. Let's work together, let's cooperate, let's join hands because the time is now for change. And so I'm looking forward to learning now the experiences from the young people with Access Agriculture. And thank you once again for having me. I think I managed with the time. And I give it back to you, Shane. Thank you, Julia, for an inspiring presentation for the youth. Our next speaker is Kumal Niraj, co-founder of Kete, an NGO based in Dudia village in Bihar in Eastern India. Niraj was one of the six winners of the Access Agriculture Young Entrepreneur Challenge Fund in 2019. Niraj's organization, Kete, focuses on community development. It has introduced a farmer-focused intervention model to make farming sustainable and profitable in rural Bihar by promoting ecological agroforestry. Today, Niraj will share his perspective on the value of digital skills and tools for agricultural entrepreneurship. The floor is yours, Niraj. Thank you, Jane. Uh, good afternoon from India. So uh, thank you, Julia, for talking about ag agroecology. So I will not talk much about agroecology, but what currently I am doing here in India with youth and women farmers. Next slide, please. So uh, we are doing community development program through regenerative agroforestry in Bihar, where uh, digital tools allow us to facilitate and conduct workshop meetings 
with our stakeholders and team presentation work before the community. And this gives uh, a chance to interact with the community by showing the different videos and uh, videos related to agriculture from different parts of the world. And we can show the measure impact and output through this tool. Next slide, please. So uh, services we are providing in community is educating the child, uh, educating the, the uh, farmers to show the video of different uh, different two different methods of farming and uh, techniques and providing resource for uh, learning where where uh, there's no internet and uh, electricity and they give they get the exposure to the outer world where they are seeing the practices which is uh, which has been uh, done in other part of the world Next slide, please. So uh, you can see that uh, we have, we, it is very useful to document our, our project as well and to present uh, to the community where we are working and uh, to other spaces as well. Next slide, please. So uh, here is an uh, interesting case study came up uh, when while working with access agriculture tool and Dudi, uh, a community which is owning no land, but uh, there is a community pond. And uh, once we were showing a video on floating vegetable garden from Gopalganj, Bangladesh uh, to the community of uh, uh, Dudi village. And after seeing the video they have implemented the floating garden in, 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 in the community pond, which is, I believe, which is very uh, interesting and uh, uh, which helps to those community which, which are not owning the land. And after that, they have, they have continued this practice in, in this community pond, which is very, uh, which is uh, interesting uh, from the ground. I believe uh, uh, that, uh, that, that there is so much talk about uh, fancy egg techs, uh, while we don't talk about really a useful technology uh, that actually helps the people, those who are working in the ground, in the fields. So thank, thanks to Access Agriculture for uh, bringing this tool and uh, which, which I believe that, uh, which is an appropriate technology to leverage a point in the regenesis. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, Niraj, for sharing your valuable experience. It is interesting to learn how the videos are helping the rural communities to discover various farming techniques and methods which are most productive, sustainable, and ecological. I would like to introduce to you our next speaker, Maureen Jerimaina, Access Agriculture Era from Kenya. Maureen holds a diploma in biointensive agriculture from Manor House Agriculture Center, Italy, Kenya. She's working as a field trainer at schools and colleges, permaculture in Kenya, which empowers young people to transform degraded school lands 
into food forests through agroecology and permaculture practices. She also teaches life skills to children, particularly those with special needs. Maureen is passionate about organic agriculture and always aims at being an agent of change in her community. She will share with us today her perspective on the value of digital skills and tools for cultural entrepreneurship. Please welcome Maureen. Here in Kenya, the biggest problem right now is food security. And this food security, uh, insecurity is brought up by uh, the way we do the agriculture and the way youths have been caring or knowing agriculture. The youth have not been engaged in agriculture for many years. So the farmers, the, uh, the elders are the only, the most, most of them are the ones who do agriculture. And that's why we are having that problem. But uh, we know that uh, the biggest uh, uh, number of people in Kenya are the youths and that's why we have uh, a few people to go uh, to uh, produce our food and we have many people to eat the food and that is the biggest problem right now uh, let's go to the next uh, uh, slide please we have seen that with uh, the smart project or the new technologies that we have especially on my case i have realized that if the youths will be given this the this skills, the new skills, they are going to get to understand that agriculture is not a dirty job. And they are going to enter to the communities because right now most of the youths and they are in the urban areas and they are just looking for jobs. They say no we have no job. There are so many deaths for youths. There are so many desperation on youths. But when we get this uh, uh, new skills and these uh, new tools, the youth are going to understand that agriculture is actually the best work to do because we're going to bring everything uh, with food and with uh, the skills. Everything is going to be settled. Uh, let us go to the next uh, slide, please. As you can see, we have we have this uh, project as a, an example of a new of the new skills or the digital skills, the digital tools. That as you can see, we have a trainer, and this is me. I have been empowered as a youth, and I feel that if I was not in this situation, I could not be able to be where I am. That's why I am encouraging to uh, many youths to get these skills. And with the, uh, if we get many youths understanding and knowing that in agriculture, it is not only about going to doing this and this, it is about giving skills, about telling, helping farmers to get new skills to continue producing our foods. Let's go to the next one, please. Thank you so much. You can see that uh, most of youths they need capacity building. And you cannot, uh, as uh, when we go to train our youth and you don't have anything to show, you're just there talking, you miss a lot of points and you also go out of topic, you confuse so much. But when you have these tools and you have the skills to understand and to be able to talk about it, you are going to bring so many fields together and they are going to understand. They're going to see it. And when you are trained, 
it is more better than going to the rural areas telling farmers, oh, we want to do this. The youths will uh, learn, go work with farmers on the areas where they work, and we are going to bring the climate to the where it was before because our climate is now destroyed because of how we take agriculture as youth. Let's go to the next please. That's it. Just go to the next. Wow, thank you. As you can see, uh, these are the most rural areas that we have gone. We've gone to the most areas where we don't have electricity. You can see the youths, these are little kids, but they are going to become youths. When they are mentored, when they are this, this little, this young, they will carry these uh, this, uh, practic practices from this age to the year old age. And they are not going to, uh, to see as if agriculture is starting. They will realize that this is where we get food and this is where we are going. We, we have jobs now because if you get these uh, skills, you will never say that you don't have jobs because these skills are going to help you to do things that are going to help you in your future. Uh, we can see the, they are learning about uh, the theories and they go to the practicals. And this uh, smart project or the digital tools are giving us minimum, we are doing, uh, we are not going to use a lot of time. The, maybe the videos are having like 10 minutes and that 10 minutes is enough to see what you're supposed to do. Yes, thank you. Let us go to the next please. Long wow, uh, we also have, uh, those were the kids in schools and we have the youths who are out of schools. And these are the people who are having a very big challenge because there are so many out there and there are no jobs. They become, they become violent, violent to parents and they, are, they become desperate, they are getting a lot of stress. And that's why we have a lot of people killing themselves, youths, and killing others and they are becoming thieves because they don't know what they can do. But with these new digital tools and skills, we are able to, uh, they are able to see that if we get like, uh, we have a, a small garden, if we have this skill, we can grow our crops, we can sell our crops and get, uh, uh, we can become, uh, we can get income from this. So it is uh, the smart project, the tools, the digital tools are giving us more, they are opening youth's mind and they can do wonders. It is because that they don't have the skills and that's why everything is happening. So this is helping a lot to us youths and I can recommend it to continue. And so many youths will, can be empowered with this. In the next week, there is. Let's go to the next. Um, you can see the youth, how they are happy, they are engaged in this work. I can't see one, please. Wow, this is how the youth are, are now getting to see the outcome of having the skills of going to the garden. They cannot say that we normally always, we just do things that are not. You can see even have farmers. These are farmers that have been trained by me as a youth. 
I gave them skills. They were doing different things, and now they do new things that are going to help our our food security, our climate, and our soils. So they are getting good uh, production more than they were getting, and it is becoming our source of income because they take their produce to the market. Thank you so much for uh, giving me this opportunity, and I'll take back to Jane. Thank you so much. Thank you, Maureen, for your interesting presentation. We have heard from our speakers. Now it is time that we hear from you, our audience. Our dear speakers, please turn on your cameras so the audience can see you as they ask questions. Our Facebook Live audience too, feel free to type in your questions, please. We are now opening the question and answer session where you may type in your thoughts, queries, and even feedback on the topics that you have heard today. My colleague, Blessings Flau, will coordinate this session. Over to your Blessings. Thank you very much, Jane. Um, I'll start with a quote from uh, Julia's presentation where she was speaking of the need to keep sharing knowledge and experiences to build on the gains of organic agriculture. And I guess that is what this event is really about, sharing knowledge and experiences to achieve the outcomes that would so much like to achieve. So I'll begin my questions with the questions that I have received in my inbox. And my first question will go to Josephine. Joe, many people continue to think that uh, farmer training videos should be location specific for them to be really relevant. Access Agriculture has been doing this for 10 years now. May you please share with us what your experience has been uh, in the utilization of the videos in one location that may have been made in another location? Sure, and uh, I think um, Niraj actually mentioned it himself about the uh, the floating gardens. Uh, that video was originally done in Bangladesh and obviously has, has moved across the border to India. But we, I mean, from surveys uh, that we've done uh, and from the demand of for the languages to be translated into, we know that um, videos, wherever they're produced, whether it's Asia, Africa or Latin America, um, there's there's a demand for them to be translated into local language and there is uh, certainly there's a very old long-held concept that you can't do this it doesn't work because you know agriculture is different and climate is different and soil is different but hey all you know climate soil um, can be different just down the road it can be in, different in the next valley in the next county um, so, and farmers know that. I think I always find it very frustrating that people think that farmers, you know, aren't intelligent enough to realize that there are differences. Of course they know that. But what they get from watching the videos that are seeing other people is to, to really get inspiration as to how people have overcome a problem. And many of the problems are similar, not the same, but similar in different countries and different continents. And uh, as I said in, in my presentation, it, it's when people, when they hear it in their own language, that's when they can take ownership of the information. 
Um, so this this concept that it you know you cannot bring videos and we've some of the earliest videos that were done were made in Bangladesh and they were taken to West Africa and even without translation, women farmers were watching what these women from Bangladesh were doing and were starting to copy. Um, and then obviously they did get translated into the local language and that had a much bigger impact. So that was sort of really the very first example we had that yes, you can do this. Yes, it does work. And farmers really, really do and enjoy seeing what other farmers are doing in other parts of the world because, you know, maybe most of us can travel and you know we can easily travel and see different things but most smallholder farmers are never going to get that opportunity um, and this if you like allows them to travel virtually um, and see what what other farmers are doing because they always like to look over the fence and and see what the neighbor is doing and and find out what they've done and how they've done it so yeah it works it's as simple as that go ask a farmer <laughs> Thank you very much uh, for that, Josephine. Um, what I'm getting from your response is that uh, it is the principles that farmers are learning from other farmers. And like you're saying, this allows them the opportunity to be able to travel to see what farmers elsewhere are doing. My next question goes to you, Julia. Um, generally, there's an understanding that youths are not interested in agriculture, um, essentially because it, has, it is associated with hard manual labor, low profit margins, high risk, and a lack of social status. How can today's youth be inspired to take up organic farming? I think you, you brought up two issues that we can truly change. The hard labor, I think, no. I'm sorry, but it is hard. You need to invest, you need to work. But yes, we I, in iPhone, we are working on this campaign that is called The Farmers Are Superheroes. And to work, to acknowledge the work of farmers. I remember during the pandemic here in Argentina, we were every night clapping the doctors that were assisting the people. And we forgot to clap for the farmers. Who doesn't come from a supermarket shelf? It comes from farmers working and risking also during the pandemic their lives. So I think we need to work on that. That is a lot of communication and awareness creation. Um, that will bring that you are proud of being a farmer and also make a living out of it. That's why organic, I think, is a great tool, but it needs support. We need to value food. This comes again with this processed food, etc. We had disconnected ourselves from food, and we believe food needs to be cheap. No, we need to pay the actual value of food so farmers can make a living. We are... Uh, willing to pay for a smartphone that is very expensive or a purse or whatever and we are not willing to invest in food that is what it keeps us living so i think there we need to work on communication to truly create true cross cost accounting true value so farmers can pay their bills make a living have earnings and be proud of the work and the generations or kids to be proud of the work etc and i think we are seeing a shift to that there's a lot of young people from the cities moving to farms, learning to farm, and really trying to get out of the concrete jungle. But still, that is a kind of an elitist minority. We still have a big bulk of farmers that don't make a living, that is still struggling, that don't have access to resources. And there we need to work together to change that situation, yeah. And there, more young people will come. That's for sure, because young people enjoy it. Even if it's hard labor, they enjoy it. It's what other show 
gives you the pleasure of then having a beautiful tomato or a carrot to it. Nothing else. Doesn't give you the final product. You can enjoy it, share it, etc. So I think the passion is there. We need to change the current dynamics that are harmful for farmers and for all of us. Great. Uh, thank you very much for that, Julia. I'll ask a follow-on question um, and then I'll move on. Someone is asking how iPhone uh, reaches out to schools. How do you reach out to young people? Ah, uh, yes, I just saw it. Sorry, I was going to answer and I forgot. Um, iPhone, we are an international organization with regional bodies and sector platforms. So we work more on a global level and then our regional uh, platforms work on a regional level and our members because we have members, it's a membership organization, work on the ground in a local. So our members are the ones working with schools, universities. We have wonderful iFarm Asia, for example, works a lot with local governments, and they are working with the schools. The whole, for example, a whole district is uh, teaching, uh, pushing schools to teach organic for the kids and having a, a garden at their school, etc. cetera. Uh, with iPhone Organics International, we are trying to um, create material for them to use, to replicate a little bit like access agriculture, doing to collect information to then be used on the ground, on the locals. But I have to acknowledge all the work done by the members that is the movement and the local governments, especially in Asia, they are truly working with kids in the schools because if we connect young people from the beginning with food that they are, as they learn to make one plus one, they also learn how to plant a carrot or a tomato or whatever, that will bring a lot of change and will take us to the next step. Thank you very much. I hope I, I answered. <laughs> you definitely have. And because we are talking about young people, um, I was seeing from Maureen's presentation that she also has a lot of experience sharing information with young people. Maureen, if I were to ask you how you think young people pass on the information that they are learning to adults around them. Maureen, are you there? Yes, I'm there, thank you. Oh, how uh, the kids are taking the information to their parents. Uh, they, uh, the, most of the parents are coming to schools where we work and they are telling us that the kids are telling them they are about the, the new technologies and the, uh, they, take the, they take the information very positive and uh, they are the kids are very happy going home. And when they reach there, when they tell the parents what they have been taught, what they did, they saw, they tell their parents they should do this to their uh, home. So the parents are coming to confirm what is this happening. And that's how we know that the kids have understood from the videos they saw, they say that we saw Agunia, uh, the sack. The South Gardens, we saw this Gunia with so many crops, with so many incorporated crops. So the parents want to know what are these, what are so we know that the kids when they see the videos, they can be able to tell without uh, having to explain. And that's why we uh, when the parents come, we know that the kids have already understood the, the things. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Brilliant. 
it sounds like these kids are also some of the unsung heroes in the chains uh, that we have for passing on information because they are bringing in uh, the parents. My question to, to Niraj would be, you, you have experience sharing these videos um, with groups of people. I wanted to hear what that initial reaction is like when you get to a place and you show videos, how do people react? Yeah, uh, thank you, Blessings. Actually, uh, uh, the collection of video and the quality of video, there are plenty of video available on other uh, YouTube channel as well. But uh, Access Agriculture video has step-by-step -step for doing any particular method. So it's a, a, a complete understanding built by uh, the viewers. And that's why, like, uh, like the, that time uh, I was showing that video, it's just uh, near the pond, the community pond, which I mentioned in my presentation. And while uh, showing it, it, it was, we, what we do, we just go in a community and we uh, start the projecting some, start with the, some of the video and then people start uh, surrounding, uh, uh, they are coming and watching the video. At, at the same time, once the video video get end, uh, two kids were there and they jump in the pond and they started making the bed. So uh, this is the kind of response. So uh, uh, one another experience I would like to share that uh, there's one farmer who is neighboring farmer who is who was growing onion, and he was doing one particular mistake like what in his, in his practice. But after he is, when he saw the video from Excess Agriculture through our uh, uh, interaction, that time he acknowledged that uh, after seeing the video, he acknowledged that he was doing particular mistake while doing one of the steps. So it's a very small thing, like where uh, you show and then things can be totally uh, uh, like it's, uh we we can uh, like our purpose is solved when when they when they see and acknowledge and they start on on, on correcting on that we are not going to uh, uh, say anything new but what we are saying is 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 the right way which is which is it's it's all about experimentation from one far, farmer to another farmer and it's it's and farmer listen to farmers uh, uh, voice, not any scientist voice. So this is one uh, big thing I can uh, uh, see while using the excess agriculture tool. Thank you. Great. Uh, thank you very much uh, for that, Niraj. I have more questions than I have the time to, to ask all of the questions that I have. So I'd encourage you to continue posting the questions on the chat and we'll try and uh, respond to, to those questions. Phil will share um, email addresses that you can use to reach out to us and would be happy to respond to some of these questions there. Otherwise, let me close this uh, brief segment and pass the moderation back to Jane. Thank you. Thank you, blessings. Many thanks for such insightful questions and answers. For more information, or if you have more questions, please email them to info at accessagriculture.org and we get back to you. Our final word goes to Phil Malone, communication specialist at Access Agriculture. Phil is an ex-BBC radio broadcaster and is also a co-founder of the organization. Over to you, Phil. 
Thank you so much, Jane. Um, a couple of other questions were coming through. Uh, one of the main ones uh, which just came through was from Victor, who was asking about what languages we have for access agriculture. So maybe I hope you can see my screen and it shows that here are the different languages that the website is in. Uh, it goes from Bangla to English to French to Hindi, Portuguese and to Spanish. So those are the languages that the website is in. But if you want to see what languages are available for the videos, then have a look here. We have 96 different languages and it just goes alphabetically, including Bangla for Bangladesh, uh, Bemba, Burmese, some for South, uh, uh, Southern Africa, Chinese Mandarin, uh, Ewe for uh, the Ghana, and then other languages for India, Kannada, um, languages for West Africa, Kanuri. Um, so many, many languages are there, and you can just click to see if the video has been translated to your language yet. Also, if you want to check what is available, you can just go by category. If you see here on the left, we have lots and lots of different categories. The one that was very important for Niraj was the whole thing about sustainable land management. And maybe let's just go back and summarize what we heard. Julia spoke about having a voice for the young. I think that is so important that uh, those youngsters have a chance to express themselves. I'll show you one way to do that in just a minute. Also, young people are very diverse. Some are working in the rural areas. Some are in the urban areas. Some are trying to work out what they could do on a very, very small plot of land. Those sort of things are important. I just loved it when Niraj said, when they watched that video about the floating garden, by the end of the program, two youngsters had started jumping in and starting putting things together to make that floating garden. Youngsters want to see action. I was also shocked though with Maureen. Young people who have finished education or haven't had a chance of education, they get involved with all sorts of things, get frustrated and might get involved with crime and even acts of violence. Whatever we can do to bring down conflict and to try to help people to work together, that is so important. Having a look at our website, you can see people who can be inspiring. There's a list here of our young entrepreneurs. So you can see country by country who the youngsters are and how they are able to serve their local communities. Another group of people that we're really, really glad are here helping us are our ambassadors. So again, internationally and then country by country, we have different people who are there able to explain what access agriculture is able to do, and they do it little by little to help people. If you want to see how you could benefit from access agriculture, we have ways in which if you're a radio station, you can download the videos. The most important thing is this little button here. If you can register, then you have a chance of being able to enjoy all of the things the website has to offer. 
All you do is just put in your details, your phone number, and then straight away, you can get a message back and you can register. You can then start to download the videos. If you're a radio station, you can download the audio. And every video has got a one-page fact sheet. So that means that you can then learn something about the video that you have just seen. The main thing, though, is that we are able to use Access Agriculture to enable farmers to learn from other farmers about ways of growing food in an agroecological way, a way in which is respectful to tradition and respectful to the environment. So the main thing now is to see how can we make an impact? We've seen the local languages are there. We've seen that the smart projector is there to help in places where there's no internet, no electricity, and a very poor mobile signal. These are just some of the languages that the videos are in. And you can see how we've tried to do it country by country. So you can see what might be available. And I mentioned about the fact of giving a voice to those without a voice. We do have a sister platform, and believe it or not, we call that EcoAgTube. Look, here's our event there being advertised on EcoAgTube. But these are things where if you have a small smartphone, you have a way of recording something for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, something may be a marketing idea, record it in your own language, and you can quickly upload it and can go to any of these categories so you can share your passion with other people who will want to see what you have been able to do. So even if you are not having a farmer to farmer style, but you just want to share something which you're enthusiastic about, that is why we would love to hear from you on EcoAgTube. So I hope that is a good way of showing how Access Agriculture and how iPhone with its leadership and its membership organizations can promote what is possible in uh, agroecology and very much how with the young entrepreneurs, the entrepreneurs for oral access using the smart projector, we can reach the unconnected through digital empowerment. So before we leave, what I'd like to do is just to thank a few people the main person would be my colleagues at Access Agriculture who've done all of the background work and all the preparation, particularly Savitri and particularly Rama, who uh, helped on the technical side, especially uh, when certain things did go down and we had to uh, keep the whole thing moving. Um, other colleagues of Access Agriculture who also helped with the presentation and especially to thank Niraj and to thank Maureen for giving us the true way in which this has been making a difference on the ground. And especially to thank Julia for joining us at a crazy time in the morning uh, from Argentina so that she could share what has been possible about inspiring young people who have perhaps seen organic as something which is part of the fight against climate change, but they are young people thinking of their future. So for their sake, for your sake, for all of our sakes, let's keep working together. Let's keep sharing farmer knowledge and let's do it in local languages, reaching the unconnected 
together we can do it. Thank you and have a great day.